Okay, we're going to get started. Uh, we're not going to be delving into the Parsha uh, because I obviously want to take time to do, whenever I can, uh, a, a lecture that's unique to B'nai Noah, etc. Uh, so this, uh, this class, or uh, this lecture, is going to be uh, what everyone must know before the end of days. Very important subject matter. And um, I, I hope a very encouraging subject matter. I've mentioned this several times to individuals. My son-in-law and I got into a conversation about, you know, what's national repentance tshuva, what is corporate tshuva, you know, a group of people, what is individual tshuva. All of these things come into the account of, of the story of redemption. Um, and we understand that there will be some people who won't do any tshuva at all, and it's going to be too late. When Mashiach comes to do tshuva, they will have no choice. They'll, they'll have no choice. And there's no credit to them at all when they do that kind of tshuva. So before the end of days is the idea of bringing about a complete tshuva. By the time this class is over with, I'm hoping to answer, there are three distinct groups of people that need to do tshuva and each one of their tshuva is different. When I say tshuva, for, for those who are watching and don't know what I'm saying, I'm talking about repentance. We use the word in English, repentance, but it's woefully inadequate because that just seems to indicate or intimate, I'm sorry, God, for all the things I've done. And it's, it's much, much deeper than that. In Deuteronomy 4, uh, 25 through 40, uh, there is this... this highlights the aspect of what tshuva is. There are two types of tshuva, or two, yeah, two types of tshuva. One is a tshuva that comes directly from the response of tragedy, right? That's good. Anybody have a difficult time, a bad car wreck, uh, become physically ill for some period of time? Every one of us, especially if you get physically ill, you're starting to think about what do I need to do tshuva over? What do I need to repent over? Very important. But the greatest tshuva is one in which a person assesses their heart, their mind, and say, these are the things that I need to correct, to bring back in alignment to. The verse says, the Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and only a scant few of you shall be left among the nations to which the Lord will drive you. But if you will search there for the Lord your God, you will find him. If only you seek him in your heart and soul, when you are in the distress, when you are in distress because of all these things that have befallen you, and in the end, return to the Lord your God and obey him. For the Lord your God is compassionate God. He will not fail you, nor will he let you perish. Beautiful text. This is written specifically to the Jewish people who at the time is being told this is what you're going to do. When you get into the land, you're going to be sated, satisfied. You're going to turn to idolatry. You're going to be kicked out of the land. You'll be scattered to the far corners of the earth. And then you will realize, I need to do you. We're actually in the 21st century witnessing that as we speak. There are so many people who are not, has not been born Jewish, but they find out later that they are from Jewish heritage because they're uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Sephardim or uh, Ashkenazi. Ashkenazi or whatever. They, they're just not, they didn't know that they were Jewish. And all of a sudden they take interest in studying Torah and pretty soon it's not long before they 
go beyond that and say, wow, I did some genealogy. I realized I'm a Jew and I need to completely return. What does that mean? There are thousands of people in South America and in Brazil that have discovered that they are Anusim, people from Hispanic descent that came from Portugal, that, that forced conversion to Anusim, and many of them are returning to Judaism. Many of them have decided to stay B'nai Noah for whatever reason. But there is a mass surgence of Chuba going on in the world. But I would like for us to ex examine this for the sake of the person who's going to be watching and says, okay, what must I know before the end of days? And what must we know is that we all have to do chuba. We all have to return. The, the, the problem is it's not monolithic. We all don't have to return to the same thing. Make sense? And I'm, I'm going to explain to you because at first you're going to go, whoa, 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 hold on a second. What do you mean we don't have to return to the same thing? Well, there's a difference in the return for the Jew as a return for Noah, as a return for someone in the nations, correct? So we'll go through that. Commentators such as Rambam interpret this passage as a reference to the destruction of Jerusalem and exile. In an attempt to understand the tragedies, tragedies of Tishba, for example, within the framework of biblical theology, the rabbis interpreted our suffering as an occasion for Chuba, return to God. Now, we've said often that when we suffer uh, and we're having difficult times in our private prayer, we say, Hashem, may this suffering be an atonement for my sins. Beautiful thing to say. Even in a case of your death, it would be a good idea to say, Hashem, in my death, may this be an occasion for my atonement. It's a beautiful, beautiful concept that at the end of time or at the time of suffering, you draw down to say, this is the only thing that really matters in my life. It's not how much money I made. It's not how many uh, cars that I had, have had or accumulated, the wealth I've accumulated. It's Hashem, if, if this is what it takes for me to atone, please let it be. Let it be. Uh, it says and described in verse 29, if you search there for the Lord your God, you will find him if only you seek him with your heart and soul. So here's the first prerequisite of what Chuba looks like, okay? Even though all of the methodology of Chuba is the same, all of the returning is not the same. Are you following me? I want to make sure everybody's following me with what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So with that being the case, it says, if you search there for the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek with your all your heart and soul. Now, it's according to Jeremiah, it seems to be that, Two different ones. One's a little bit more casual. Seek the Lord with all your heart and you shall be found. Then it says, seek with all, see, no, no, it says, seek with all your heart and soul and he shall be found. So one is like, God, you'll find God. You just seek for him. And the other, if you seek with all your heart and soul, you'll find him. It's like, no doubt you'll find him. So what does that mean? Every one of us in this room today, and many of you watching who are righteous among the nations, knows what it like, what, what it's like to seek Hashem with all your heart and soul. And you have been willing to forfeit all other things besides Hashem himself and the yoke of his Torah. But nothing else matters to me in this world besides these things. And because of that, you have done Shuba. You've done it even without tragedy. I doubt, I don't think that anybody in this room has come to Hashem and accepted the yoke of Torah and accepted to become 
uh, someone who's, who is supposed to be the prime example of a descendant of Noah following the Shevah Mitzvot and the Torah itself, none of you guys probably did it out of tragedy, did you? I don't think so. You did it why? Purely out of a motivation of love for Hashem. That's why we do it. And when we're told by normative Judaism that says, well, don't do, you can't do these myths for any, for any credit or merit, it doesn't matter to us, right? We don't do it from merit. We do it out of our love and devotion to Hashem. Now, the, the book of Lamentations uses the word, causes us to return to the Lord and we shall. Preferably, none of us should, and including my Jewish friends, should ever be in a situation in which God causes you to do tshuva. That's, that's the worst place to be in. But if that may be, it counts. It's good. So, Or Hayyim explains that this tshuva, which is uh, complete repentance, is achieved when one is self-motivated to return out of a love for God and desire to submit to God. The second form of tshuva comes in response to suffering, as I said in verse 30. When you are in distress, because of all these things that have befallen you, in the end, the Lord will return uh, The Lord uh, return to the Lord your God. For this perspective, the pain of exile serves as a catalyst for repentance. While this is certainly not an ideal scenario for tshuva, our suffering may move us to uh, reach out to God in many new ways. Now, as we see, this is what Ramadan says, and we realize the value of repentance without coercion. We know that, that repentance with convert, co coercion is also fantastic. But we're looking, we're living in the United States right now. The vast majority of the Jews in the United States are not religious at all. Correct? Matter of fact, they're very leftist in their, in their views, in their belief system. Some of them do not believe the Torah is even a Torah that is for them. It's a historical document. And obviously, they don't attest to the veracity of its uh, accuracy either. It doesn't matter to them, right? Because it really doesn't matter that much in their life. Where do they need to do tshuva? Is returning back to the purity of Torah and its authority in their life. That is going to be hard because they have not suffered. It's not going to happen until there's some kind of suffering. And I pray to God that our redemption is sweet. I don't want to see a single person have to suffer uh, to, to do Jew. And so my appeal to my Jewish brothers and sisters who are not on the path to say they're off the dairy, right? To, to really begin to search for Hashem with all of your heart and mind. Why I say it that way and not you need to go wrap the fill in and you need to go uh, uh, start observing Shabbos 100% is doing those things without searching for Hashem with your whole heart will become a banal search. It will become useless. You'll get wrapped up in the mechanics without knowing the creator. My encouragement is to those who are seeking God in the Jewish world, seek with your whole heart. No. Someone told me uh, last week, and you'll know who you were, said that uh, there, someone very close to them said, would you prove to me that there's a God? And his response is, no, that's your problem. You need to figure it out. Why? Why? Tell me why would you think that would be a good response? They're seeking it. They're seeking right. It. They have to do it. 
because you can tell them all day long. It doesn't mean anything unless they seek with their whole heart and mind. So I can tell someone who is Jewish, you need to do tshuva. You need to return to your Judaism. But if I don't say it, if you don't do it through the mechanism of heart and mind, it's not going to work. Because what you're going to do is you're going to use your yetzer hara, your, ne- your negative inclination. You're going to use the, the animal nature of the mind to justify why you don't want to believe those things that you want to believe. Go into the situation and say, I don't believe these things, but I'm going to, I'm going to prove them that they're either right or wrong and do it with your whole heart and mind. God will reveal himself. He'll show you and you'll be a faithful Jew at some point. The Hebrew word for repentance, tshuva, is a term is difficult, as I said before, to render in English. We often say, essentially, it's repentance. To return. What are we returning to? Depending on the context, however, it is easily translated as a response, uh, to as response, reply, a retort, terms quite different and nuanced than repent. It's a little different. In all cases, it represents the action to do something. Right? It's an action. It's not a word. It's not an apology. It's not even tears. It's not crying. It's not flaying yourself with a, with a, yeah, scourge yourself with blood and tears. But it's a matter of turning and changing. The Jewish sense implies a return to the ideal state of closeness with God. Okay? So I'm kind of painting a picture. The ideal, uh, the ideal um, relationship with God or closeness to God for the Jew is one thing. The ideal closeness to God for the non-Jew, a righteous non-Jew, is one thing. And the closeness to God for a non-Jew who doesn't know anything that lives in the nation is going to be a little different, right? And why I want to paint it this way and help you understand this, this is not my invention, okay? This is... This comes from the sages and from Morales. The reason why I want to paint this is when you go look around the world today, I think that you're going to see there's more tuba going on than not. For example, Monday or Tuesday last week, $120 million was donated to nonprofit by 1.2 million people. Just on Facebook. Going to charities to help fund different organizations, to feed the poor, et cetera, et cetera said this morning I read where some famous actress and her husband has been given grief because they go to church every Sunday morning, right? You hear now that President Trump has been talking to rabbis to cause this nation to return back to the Sheva Mitzvah, to, to also include some of the laws changed for animal cruelty, et cetera, et cetera. She was going on whether you see it or not. Violent crime in our nation is in a 50-year low, but you watch TV, you wouldn't believe that. Especially watch the local news. Everybody's killing everybody during the morning. But statistically, less people are killed now by violent crime than it used to be. How do you explain that? Unless there's some tshuva. So tshuva must mean different things to different groups of people. And we'll get there. The laws of repentance appear early in the overall work of Maimonides called the Book of Knowledge. Because of these teachings, uh, because of, uh, of these 
these teachings are, as he indicated in his introduction called Essentials, the Law of Moses, our, our teacher. And every person must know them before anything else. Every person. This is according to my mind. The sequence is also significant in Mishnah Torah, opens with the laws of the foundation of the Torah, covering the basic elements of Judaism, such as monotheism, followed by the laws of opinions, which cover the frame and the middle path of character traits, midot. The laws of Torah study are next, but their uh, progression is uh, interrupted by a long discussion of the laws related to idolatry. So in Maimonides' book called The Book of Knowledge, where he first section, actually the first, you can actually read it online, the first section is about repentance, Jew. And he says, before you consider everything, you need to educate yourself on what is idolatry, right? Uh, how do I look at character traits? This is not just, I'm sorry, God, because you have to know what what you're sorry for, and you have to know what you need to return to. Forbidden worship, uh, a deepened awareness of who you are and what you're supposed to be. You see, if you never know what you're supposed to be, you can never return to what you are or what you're supposed to be. So, Talmud states in Sukkah 52a, one who is greater than his fellow, is uh, his desire is to do evil similarly greater. One who is greater than his fellow is desire to do evil is similar to greater. And also that every person uh, every person that thinks highly of himself is susceptible of being uh, full of pride and therefore making it difficult to return. Now, let's look at what is required or what is returning for the Jewish individual. Returning the Jewish individual ultimately is to take upon themselves the full yoke of Torah, full responsibility of Torah. If you don't know what that is, it's simple. You just go online and start studying. Go find your rabbi. Start asking, what does it mean to follow the full extent of Torah? The problem is, is you, you go to a rabbi who is uh, uh, conservative or, or reform or otherwise, you might not get the same answer if you would if you went to an uh, orthodox rabbi. But I would say that to do tshuva doesn't mean you immediately need to go wear a strammel and knickers. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is return to closeness with God at your best possible in your best possible way. Do what you can to get close to God. Period. This just period. If it means right now, give me more charity. If it means right now, uh, at least not driving on Shabbat. Right. If it means right now uh, trying to do kosher most of the time, but start doing something because this is the deal. Chuba means, am I heading in the right direction? I like David. King David says, may my feet be turned towards your Torah. What does that mean? Well, if my feet are turned, my whole body's turned. I can't, my feet can't point backwards. So the point is, is my feet are turned. As long as your feet are turned, you're starting to. And, and when the time that the judgment comes for you, whether you died or whether Mashiach comes, whatever it may be, as long as you have been in the progressive journey, you're doing tshuva. See, the issue is some people think tshuva is something like I have done and it's finished, right? I did it back then. I did tshuva back then. But that's not the case at all. We do tshuva every day. Every night we do tshuva. Some of my Jewish friends get lulled into a... Uh, uh, unconscious state 
by only doing tshuva at Tishba'av and Yom Kippur, right? They kind of forget that tshuva is something you do every day. And Yom Kippur is the final judgment on that. But every day is a day to do repentance. Uh, Any time that you offend somebody, that's a time to do it. Let's talk about the return of B'nai Noah. How does the B'nai Noah We have requirements that have been put upon us that has not been put up on the rest of the world. Even though God expects the rest of the non-Jewish world to follow the Shevon Mitzvah, okay? But how many people living down in the jungles of Barneo or anywhere in the world that has no knowledge that we have, how are they going to know what the Shevon Mitzvah are? They're not. However, most people who desire goodness and purity in the nations follow these things and don't even realize it. They don't cheat on their spouse. They don't rob. They don't steal. They try to have courts of justice. They have an image or an idea of a God, right? That God is out there, but then maybe they're a little confused on it, but it's immaterial. Their approach is different than our approach. Intellectual. Intellectual, right. Our approach is we know the basics that God has given us. Are we following those? Are we following the Shevon Mitzvah? That's the basics. And then you have to think, what in the past few months or past few years, what have I added to myself, not as an obligation, but out of my love for Hashem, and am I doing that to my utmost? Because if you're not doing those things to the utmost, don't waste your time adding more things to it. If anything, if we are, if we add something to take one of the commandments and decide I'm going to live according to the standard because Hashem has, you know, because I love Hashem, not because of obligation, and you decide to do it, don't stop. Keep doing it. How to do tshuva is return to the things that you know that you're supposed to do. Now, as a righteous non-Jew and also the, the, the non-Jew who doesn't know, there's always improvement in our personality, our character traits, always an opportunity to be a better person. Very, very important. Every one of us in the nations can become a better person. Always trying to find a way to improve the environment around us. Improve the environment by first improving yourself. Making yourself a better human being, a more pleasant person to be around. If Could you imagine if this could be seen by everybody that says, you have the opportunity to choose, but you don't need to convert to a religion. You don't need to become uh, join a denomination. And I know this probably is going to grate on the nerves of some of my Christian followers, but joining a denomination or or uh, a belief system is could, can can really get in the way. I'm not saying it always does because there's a lot of good people who have improved their life by becoming Christian. Okay, you, you have to admit that. At the same time, don't stop there because you need to seek with all your heart and mind. And if you seek with your heart, it doesn't mean your emotions. Okay? Seek with your heart is having to do with truth, with what is true. Mind is knowing. You can know it's true. If you cannot rectify those things, then don't believe it because it's not true. So challenge yourself to draw close to Hashem the best you can. And if it means just becoming like I, I, I was talking to somebody the other day who's in the same sort of world that we're in, uh, Sylvania knows him quite well. We were talking about uh, comparing notes on 
on um, what we think about the people of the nations and what their responsibilities are and what what is my responsibility to them because we don't we don't try to convert people we're not here to try to make people noahides i'd love everybody to become a good noahide now when i say noahide i'm i'm separating it out from what normative judaism often calls a noahide and that is everybody that's not jewish is a noahide okay but the problem is is not all those people follow noahide laws okay so i'm distinctly saying I'm making uh, a difference between Noahide and the non-Jew who is uh, a boy, right? A regular boy, no beliefs. What I say to that person who's in the nations, do tshuva. How do you do tshuva? How do you repent? It's not by joining the denomination. It's not about being like us, even though it'd be nice. It's about being a better you. And I'm not trying to talk hippy-dippy, you know, Everybody kumbaya get along, but doggone it if you can just start being a better you. It's better than what it was. If you don't give charity, give more charity than you ever have. As a matter of fact, forgiveness in the Jewish sense doesn't come about until you have given something that costs you. So if you really want to repent over the things that you've done, start giving. Start saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a way to give and make my life a better life. Not because I think giving is going to do anything more. It's not going to get you more money, though it could, I guess. But it's not going to do anything more than help you rectify yourself before you create. And then if you don't know who the true creator is, start searching, looking. You'll find him, I promise you. you he, he says with his own words about his children who he sends out to the farthest corners of the nations. He said, when you look for me, you're going to find me. Because I'll be there. And not only that, but I will forgive you. The greatest promise that God has given all of us, if we do tshuva, he will forgive us. And so as we go on and we start facing the end of days, that we have prepared ourselves. And not only that, all of those who will watch this video will begin to prepare their own hearts in their own way to find closeness to God. Fine if you want to do it through religion, but just warning you, it can become a mechanism that hides the face of Hashem. You have got to search it with the purity of heart and with the logic of the mind, and God will reward you and forgive you of your sins. That concludes the Shiloh.